Amateur Radio Newsline report number 2325 with a release date of Friday, May 20th, 2022, to follow in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. The following is a QST. The U.S. military expands its use of HF. Get ready for a hurricane readiness test and a new challenge for entry-level hams in the U.K. All this and more as Amateur Radio Newsline report number 2325 comes your way right now. From around the world, this is Newsline, Amateur Radio's independent on-the-air news and bulletin service. Now, reporting from Shelbyville, Tennessee, here's Skeeter Nash, N5ASH. Our top story this week puts HF Radio in the spotlight with some new recognition for its increased importance in national defense. In the United States, the military is exploring ways to expand its use of the HF bands in one region of the world. Kevin Trotman, N5PRE, has that report. HF Radio is making a comeback for the United States military which has been struggling with reliable means of over-the-horizon communication in the Indo-Pacific. That massive region's communication needs are served largely by undersea fiber cables and satellites, both of which are deemed vulnerable to both deliberate and accidental damage. The U.S. Defense Information Systems Agency is eyeing HF as a reliable backup should an interruption occur in either of the other two delivery modes. Officials acknowledge that HF's slower data transmission rate and the military's use of smaller bandwidth would not make HF ideal for full-time connectivity, but it is nonetheless a viable alternative when no other option exists. According to an article in Signal, a publication of the nonprofit AFCEA testing is already underway in part of the Pacific that includes Malaysia, Australia, Fiji, and Singapore. The Indo-Pacific Command's relief network has been testing HF out as part of its humanitarian assistance and disaster relief work, including a transmitter in Oahu. Meanwhile, a combat communication squadron of the United States Air Force based in Guam is working with the single sideband shortwave transmitters of the Air Force high-frequency global communication system for voice communications. Elsewhere, modes used for the annual Pacific Endeavor interoperability exercise are being widened to include newer HF technologies for basic data communications. One official told the Signal website that these actions are being taken to expand the mode's reliability. Beyond compensating for satellite and fiber optic vulnerability, officials say they also look forward to the next generation of HF technology, which will allow higher speeds and wideband transmission making full-motion video possible for surveillance, airborne intelligence, and related activities from the air. For Amateur Radio Newsline, I'm Kevin Trotman, N5PRE. If you live in a hurricane-prone part of the United States, or you are interested in being of assistance, this next report from Cell MB, KB3TZD, is for you. The National Hurricane Center in Miami, Florida, and the VoIP Hurricane Net will be conducting a test on May 28th that is designed to let amateurs everywhere evaluate their shack's storm readiness. Propagation permitting, the Hurricane Watch Net WX4NHC is will be on the air on 7.268 MHz and 14.325 MHz from 1300 UTC to 2100 UTC. Postings on the spotting networks will indicate if operators need to QSY. The VoIP Hurricane Net will be active from 2000 UTC to 2100 UTC on IRLP node 9219 and Echolink Conference node 7203. 
Atlantic hurricane season begins on the United States East Coast on June 1st and continues through November 30th. During the test, operators will exchange signal reports, location information, and basic weather data. WX4NHC will also be on the air on VHF, UHF, 2 and 30 meter APRS, and Winlink with an email address of WX4NHC at winlink.org. The subject line must contain stroke stroke WL2K. Contacts will also be made on Florida's statewide amateur radio network, the Sarnet. QSL cards will be available from Julio Ripple, WD4R. For Amateur Radio Newsline, I'm Sal Emby, KB3TZD. The founder of chipmaker Qualcomm and a longtime AMSAT supporter has become a silent key. We hear more about him from Andy Morrison, K9AWM. Franklin Antonio, N6NKF, co-founded Qualcomm, a company whose chips helped spur the success of wearable medical equipment, cell phones, and other tech devices. The lifelong engineer and amateur radio operator was also a generous and enthusiastic supporter of AMSAT. Franklin became a silent key recently, and according to several reports, his death was unexpected. His passing was announced on May 13th by Qualcomm, where he had been a leading force in their engineering departments. Qualcomm did not release the date or cause of his death. A philanthropist, Franklin recently gave a gift of $30 million to his alma mater, the University of California, San Diego. He also made a $3 million donation to the Allen Telescope Array for a new broadband antenna feed for its work for the SETI Institute, which studies deep space for life beyond Earth. Franklin wrote AMSAT's popular Instant Track Orbital software. He was 69 years old. For Amateur Radio Newsline, I'm Andy Morrison, K9AWM. New hams in the UK have a whole array of new reasons to get involved, get on the air, and get even more enjoyment out of amateur radio. A series of award certificates will be issued to help them mark each achievement they make in their new journey. Jeremy Boot, G4NJH, explains how it works. Foundation license holders in the UK can earn certificates that encourage them to move forward in their on-air activities and progress towards intermediate and full licence levels. The Radio Society of Great Britain is calling the incentive programme Brickworks because its goal is to build on the foundation. Its national release two years ago was slowed by the pandemic and subsequent lockdown, so the Society is breathing new life into it by actively encouraging clubs and individuals to sign up. With the assistance of local clubs, newcomers can mark their achievements by attending club meetings, writing software, undertaking construction projects, logging QSOs and getting involved in contests. Yes, even making a cup of tea for the next club meeting counts towards points. Certificates are available at the silver, gold, platinum and diamond level. If you're interested in joining the programme, contact your nearest Brickworks club. There's a searchable map that serves as a Brickworks club finder, showing locations throughout the UK. Clubs are also being encouraged to contact the RSGB to register and become accredited for the Brickworks programme. Previously, registered clubs do not need to re-register. Find the maps and other details at the rsgb.org stroke Brickworks. For Amateur Radio Newsline, I'm Jeremy Boot, G4NJH. There's more than one way to run a marathon, and as Hams in North Carolina found out recently, 
Some of the biggest winners in the race crossed the finish line with their radios. George Zafiropoulos, KJ6VU, brings us that report. Spectators watching the New River Marathon on Saturday, May 14th, applauded the winners as they crossed the finish line, but some of the biggest honors went to the Ashe County Amateur Radio Club. Operating at the North Carolina race for the first time, club members provided real-time status of the racers and kept a close watch on competitors in distress. Paul Raish, N1XI, club president, said 11 amateurs covered the nine support stops, operated two roving vehicles along the race routes, and maintained a base station at the finish line. Operators used mobile radios on two-meter simplex with at least 50 watts of power. The base station had a vertical antenna raised 20 feet high. Because this was the first time the club was responsible for coverage of the race, everything had to be just right. Paul said that even when something went wrong and one runner could not finish the course, the hams were able to get to her within minutes after being notified that she needed help. Paul said the race director, Ken Savensky, told him afterward he heard nothing but great things from both runners and volunteers about the job our club did. For this group of enthusiastic first-time marathon supporters, it was good to be in the running, even without lacing up those sneakers. Paul told Newsline, we're hopeful that we will be invited back next year, and our goal then will be to do an even better job than we did this year. For Amateur Radio Newsline, I'm George Zafiropoulos, KJ6VU. Time for you to identify your station. We are the Amateur Radio Newsline, heard on bulletin stations around the world, including the K5DUR repeater in Rowlett, Texas, on Sundays at 7 p.m. local time. The nomination deadline is closer than you think for the Amateur Radio Newsline Bill Pasternak Memorial Young Ham of the Year Award. This honor is given to a young radio operator with the kind of skill and dedication so valued by Newsline's late co-founder, Bill Pasternak, WA6ITF. Perhaps one of these youngsters will be the next award recipient. Consider nominating an amateur radio operator 18 years of age or younger in the continental United States with talent, promise, and a commitment to the spirit of ham radio. Find application forms on our website, arnewsline.org, under the YHOTY tab. Nominations close May 31st, and that is coming up fast. Are you headed to Hamvention? If you're looking for an inexpensive but extremely handy Hamvention souvenir, the Boy Scouts Venture Crew 73 has just what you need, and Don Wilbanks AE5DW has what you need to know. Once again, the best Hamvention souvenir is one of the least expensive and most useful. It's the 2022 Hamvention lanyard, available from the Boy Scouts Venture Crew 73, led by George Ewing, WD8NHI. As you get ready to pass inside the main gate at the Greene County Fairgrounds, look for the Venture Crew tent. Go inside, and for just $5, you can get your Hamvention 2022 lanyard and have your Hamvention ticket laminated to hang around your neck. No more fumbling for your ticket at the entrance to the tents and buildings, your ticket is right there and visible for security to see. Best of all, you can't lose your ticket. While you're at it, go ahead and get the full-color Hamvention 2022 patch from the Scouts, also $5. This patch features a loop so you can hang it securely from, you guessed it, your lanyard. If you're in too much of a hurry to get inside the gate, you can pass by booth 4011 in the building with the prize drum and get your lanyard and patch there. 
It also makes a great gift for your ham friends who couldn't make it to Hamvention this year and as gifts for the next club meeting or prizes for the next ham fest. Support Venture Crew 73 and get one of the most useful and least expensive items at Hamvention. That's a win all the way around. For Amateur Radio Newsline, I'm Don Wilbanks, AE5DW. Tun Basel, an interactive adventure experience for young people in Switzerland, is encouraging children to engage in playful experiments with everything from soap to digital avatars to amateur radio. Youngsters from 7 to 13 years of age will combine recreation with learning in this science-focused environment over the course of several days. On May 22nd, the Union of Swiss Shortwave Amateurs, or USKA, will be among the presenters, which includes an array of noted universities. The hams will demonstrate shortwave, UHF and VHF communications and guide the children through a kit-building exercise. The Tun Basel website says the event is designed to showcase and nurture young talent. The sometimes confusing task of figuring out the correct fee for an apparatus license in Australia could become a little less confusing soon. Graham Kemp, VK4BB, explains. Hams here in Australia have a new tool to help us calculate the apparatus license fee for our shacks. The Australian Communications and Media Authority has made a fee calculator available to help find what the ACMA is calling the most cost-efficient license option for amateurs and holders of other radio licences. The fees relate to the operation of a radio frequency transmitter or receiver. The ACMA has said that the calculator will receive regular updates with respect to pricing and other options. For a link to the calculator, see the text version of this week's Newsline script at arnewsline.org. From an Radio Newsline, I'm Graham Kemp, VK4BB. Congratulations to American Legion Post 289 in Clarksville, Tennessee, where members recently formed an amateur radio club, joining other American Legion posts on the air. According to a story on the Clarksville Now website, Larry Johnson, K4JOH, a member of the Post, was one of the key people in getting the club established for the local military veterans group. One of its big activities planned for later this year is to host the Boy Scouts Jamboree on the air in October with help from the Clarksville Amateur Transmitting Society. The American Legion's National Executive Committee approved amateur radio activities at its posts in 2011. In the world of DX, members of the Voice of Toyoake Amateur Radio Club JH2ZCW are using the special call sign 8N2TY from Toyoake City, Aichi, Honshu Island, AS007 until November 30th. Operators are commemorating the 50th anniversary of the Toyoake City. Be listening on 160 meters to 1.2 gigahertz, where they will be using various modes QSL via LOTW, EQSL, or direct. For signals from Cape Verde, listen for Pierre, HB9AMO, Philippe, HB9ARF, and Marco, HB9CAT, using the call sign D4Z from Sao Vicente Island, AF086, during the CQWWWPX contest taking place on May 27th and 28th, QSL via LOTW. The station may also be on the air before and after the contest. Listen for Rafael, EA5XV, who hopes to be on the air from Panama as EA5XV stroke HP1 between June 28th and September 12th. Listen for him on SSB. Send QSLs to his home call. Fabian, DF3XY, will be active as 3B8 stroke DF3XY from Meridius, 
AF049 between May 21st and June 2nd. Be listening on 40, 30, and 20 meters, where Fabian will be using mostly FT8. QSL via DF3XY, direct, by the Bureau, or EQSL. Fabian also welcomes cards from shortwave listeners. Co. JA1ADT will be on the air as JD1AJD from Ogasawara AS031 between June 24th and July 2nd. Listen on 20 through 6 meters where he will be using CW and FT8. His operation will concentrate on 6 meters for Europe and North America. Send QSLs to his home call sign. There will be recognition and honor for the Highland Amateur Radio Association when the ham world gathers at the Green County Fairgrounds in Xenia, Ohio, on the weekend of May 20th to 22nd. The Southern Ohio Club was named Hamvention Club of the Year. Just a week ago, however, club members themselves were the ones bestowing highest honors. They did so without formality or fanfare. Ralph Squalacci, KK6ITB, has our final story. On Saturday, May 14th, carrying small American flags instead of radios, A dozen or so Ohio amateurs planted each one at a burial plot for more than a thousand military veterans at the city cemetery in Hillsboro, Ohio. It was a quiet act by the Highland Amateur Radio Association, which first stepped in three years ago when the local scouts became unable to continue the tradition. John Levo, W8KIW. The club's public information officer said many of the graves date back to the Revolutionary War. He said that this year, a flag was also placed at one of the newer graves. Vietnam veteran Floyd Colville, KD8SIK, a beloved club member who became a silent key late last year, having succumbed to the effects of Agent Orange. John said Floyd was one of those who worked side-by-side with the team, installing those same flags during the previous two years. Placed just two weeks shy of America's official observance of Memorial Day, the flags will stay in place until the summer is through. So, too, will the message each one carries. In this case, not in words transmitted over the air, but delivered instead from the heart. For Amateur Radio Newsline, I'm Ralph Squillacci, KK6ITB. With thanks to the ARRL, the Ash Post and Times, the Australian Communications and Media Authority, Clarksville Now, CQ Magazine, David Behar, K7DB, DXWorld.net, John Levo, W8KIW, Ohio Pen DX, Paul Raish, N1XI, QRZ.com, the Radio Society of Great Britain, Southgate Amateur Radio News, shortwaveradio.de, and you, our listeners. That's all from the Amateur Radio Newsline. You can write to us at newsline at arnewsline.org. We remind our listeners that Amateur Radio Newsline is an all-volunteer, nonprofit organization that incurs expenses for its continued operation. If you wish to support us, please visit our website at arnewsline.org and know that we appreciate you all. For now, with Karen Eve Murray, KD2GUT at the News Desk in New York, and our news team worldwide, I'm Skeeter Nash, N5ASH in Shelbyville, Tennessee, saying 7-3. As always, we thank you for listening. Amateur Radio Newsline is copyright 2022. All rights reserved.